Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Rage! Welcome to the Super Echo Studio here. <laughs> this the... is now the Paul and Rach Studio. We need to stop trying. Oh, listen to that voice. I can't even get away with it for five seconds. How's it going? Have you got it tucked all the way back <sighs> Buffalo Bill style today? I or... tell you, this is mangina territory. <laughs> What's going on? My voice is already low as it is, but when we get into sick territory, yeah. it really starts to add another octave that I don't know where it comes from. So are you are, are you run down? Are you stressed? Are you yeasty? What's happened? <laughs> I'm all of the above minus the yeast. Good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a cake in any way. I'm just very run down, very tired, and it's finally gotten on top of me, PMAS, because I went on the weekend to 2.0's friend's 40th birthday. Oh, you're now in the world of the 40th. 40th. Welcome. The 40th. Welcome. And lovely bloke. We had a really great time, but we had one of those interesting situations where you're at a catered event, but the catering never gets around to you. Correct. And, you know, when you've got, they had like a party truck, which was basically a trailer that had a full fridge that you just serve yourself stuff. And then a couple of slushy machines for your alcoholic slushies and some bits and bobs. But when you're preparing your own drinks or the old 2.0s going over and prepping your drinks for you... Those things are 50% booze, 50% mixer. Absolutely. There's no, you know, usual shot. So Sunday for me... Oh, just hell. I'm getting to the stage now where the pain to pleasure ratio is way too heavy on the pain side. But, but you're just done now with I, the drinky, drinky. and. The... Well, only because I had three drinks, I think, three large drinks, and Sunday was a complete and utter write-off. I, how about this for a situation? So we go down there and we're uh, hanging out with some of 2.0's closest friends and an ex-girlfriend of his. And you know me, I'm never weird about that stuff. I mean, I want to know all about what was going on back in the days of 2.0. Correct, you want the backstory. I want the backstory. You want to know where he learned that move with the swizzle. <laughs> exactly. We got along like a house on fire. Her and I was like, you are my new best friend. Not to rob us too much of our momentum here, but when exactly was a house on fire? A way of saying how much you get along with someone. Isn't that a bad thing? Oh, I Like think... a house on fire? Yeah, but I think it's just the whoosh at which the house goes up in flames. I think it's just that fire catches onto everything so quickly. All those photographs. <laughs> <laughs> All those memories. <laughs> okay, so we, we got on, on like a... House on fire. House on fire. Yeah. And then at the end of the night, she brought me back to the place. We were staying at their house. They have a little granny flat underneath. She brought me home. I left 2.0 to do his business. I'm like, it's a night with the boys. If you're out to 6 a.m., go and live at large. I am taking this sorry ass back home to bed. And when we woke up in the morning and um, this delightful girl was saying, you know, do you want me to cook you some, uh, some eggs? Like, are you all right? Some ice. Some ice. Hey, do you, you, you need that much energy. Do you need me to fire up some ice? Do you want some meth? Uh, and she said, oh, do you remember when my friend Rachel called me last night and you answered the phone and were saying, um, you're not Rachel, I'm Rachel. Oh, oh. And I said, 
Oh, goodness, no, I, I don't remember that. She said, do you remember when you were lying on the couch and screaming because the dogs were jumping all over you and I took a photo? And I was like, no, I'm unaware oh. of that happening. And she showed me the photo. I had a complete and utter blackout. You have a missing moment. A whole missing moment. You got rugby league drunk. I got rugby league drunk in front of the one person that you want to go, oh, you know what, Corey's doing real He's well. He's just, and you're just going, ah, ah. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Now, Rach, I'm just back from a few days in Canberra. Quite your town these days, um, P. Mazzarino. Oh, I just love it. It's so good. I've got to say, there is one little nerdy thing. Do, did you ever do the Parliament House um, school excursion? I believe so. Primary but my, school, whatever? Yeah, my memory is so poor that I can't remember any of it, but I was there at some point, yes. There's still something about driving down that main drag of Canberra and you see the flag and then you see the grass and you see the ramp up to it that I still get a little bit Year 5 excited about. I don't know what it's so nerdy, but there's something about it. I go, ooh, this is this is really special. See, this is cool because you know, for all your enjoyment of low quality strippers and the high quality ones <laughs> yeah, as well. well <laughs> over the years, we've been able to move up the. You, you have moved up, but you. Uh, this is what I do enjoy: that you're you're that guy, but you're also the guy <laughs> that feels about Parliament House like a woman's just slipped you a bit of nip. Yeah. But- <laughs> Guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. So we're in Canberra for a couple of days. Very good. We're in Canberra for a couple of days, and it's a really strange ecosystem that is the the building. Because obviously you have the actually important people, you have the people who work for the important people who think they're more important than anyone in the building. Yeah, I think this is called, and I and you don't have to comment because you know you know her Peter Credlin syndrome. <laughs> yes, no comment. <laughs> And then you do have, and then you have the people reporting on the important people who deal with the people who work for the important people, and those people think they're more important than anyone. Yeah, exactly. Because they've seen all the PMs come and go. Well, they can make or break you. Oh, right? and don't they love it? Mm. Don't they love it? Mm. Now they don't like little old me because look, occasionally I'll just sort of punch them verbally in the face all Is the time. Is it because pretty much every night on your show you say to those of you in the press gallery? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I, I can't be that offended. I yeah. mean, it's like, uh, so I'm not. So there is that part of me, though, that gets a little bit guilty-wilty as I go in there because, oh, God, all these people have shit-canned. I've got to look at them and am I getting ready for a fight? Or nine times out of ten, I'll tell you what happens. Somebody who you've had a go at or they've had a go at you, you just walk past and you go, oh, hi. Are they good sports about it? No, but they, they, they do the... Hi. And then oh, we just keep do. moving. It's just like, you know, like mean girls. Like they're awesome. Hi. Hi. But welcome to politics, right? This is the amusing thing about what, the political game is that, you know, you could be the leader of the party and if they boot you out, you still have to go to work with everybody the next day. You know, Including the people who go, man, I'm so loyal to you. Yes. I'm so loyal to you. Yeah. And you just shuffle, you just take a new seat, but you're still in the same room. You know, I mean, this yeah. is the world in which you play. It's, it's weird. But then, but then I had this experience last night. Night. So there's a there's a bar in Canberra where there used to sort of be a Liberal Party bar and a Labor Party bar, and now there's kind of one bar everyone goes to, and it's a bar called the Public Bar in Kingston, I think. What's your quality of establishment like down in Canberra? Have they found out about the term cosmopolitan? Oh, yet? absolutely. There's like there's like some bars garbage, mm. uh, you know, some restaurants really old school. But this is one of those ones where, you know, they've spent a shitload of money for the right grade of green in the tile and, okay, the, right. you know, those light bulbs that look like sort of the little bits of lightning, the Edison light glows. Okay, they've gotcha. got all of that. 
gotcha. going on. And anyway, this is now the place where everyone goes and hangs out. So I'm there and having a little you know, yak with people, enjoying this, enjoying that. Bump into Labor Party people, uh, Liberal Party, all fine, 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 fine. Anyway, there was sort of a group of people who were sitting around having an awesome conversation. And everyone's laughing, ha, 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 ha. And then one person would get up and go, and then everyone would go, oh, what about that dickhead? Um. And I'd go, oh, that must be just specific to that person. Next person gets up and the rest of the group, who've been laughing with this person all night, go, what about that mole? So you know what I did? I waited until I the been last and... man standing because I was not going to be Hell no. the guy that group turned on. So literally, I went to bed at 3.30 this morning because I refused <laughs> for that group to turn on me. I had nothing to say. I had nothing to add, but I wasn't going to let it happen. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. As you know, uh, I'm going through the delightful process of getting rid of a few years of my dad's collective shit Yeah, we call it uh, you being an adult and him being a child. Yeah, we also call it just annoying. Oh, I know. Anybody want to... We're way past novelty factor Oh, my God. It never existed in the first place. I mean, I have met and exceeded my threshold for what I could put up with. But the interesting thing is that I'm putting a lot of stuff on eBay. Obviously, I'm having to try and get rid of some of the junk. The thing that's kind of got me a bit concerned about the whole process though is a lot of my items are your larger more cumbersome item mm, not exactly post friendly this is it so a lot of the items are your pick up only variety oh no now oh. so far so good but there's just something a little odd and uncomfortable about having people round to your joint yeah To see what you've got in the garage, you know, to just kind of peruse it. just do a bit of browsing. To do a bit of browsing. I mean, just because as we're getting their stuff out of the garage, they can have a quick look around and go, oh, you've got that and that and that. I just feel like I'm providing a window shopping for criminals (laughs) service. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we've talked already before about the uh, heavy security that there is on your garage door. Oh, yeah, that it springs open at a moment's notice. (laughs) So I reckon you're you're offering, you know, a a pickup service for them. I am. I'm just Parcel pickup. I had a guy that came and picked up some stuff today and he was really, really lovely. But I just understood how underprepared I am for this whole process because, you know, I hauled like nine wooden planks out of the garage Mm. in the (laughs) tanking heat. Uh, You know, he loaded on onto the truck and then at the end I was like, okay, great. Thanks so much. And he's like, oh, don't you want the money? I was like, oh, you paid me via PayPal. He said, no, I didn't. Oh, well, I'm really glad that you looked at that because clearly I've just gone, sold! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> money must... I, P.S. I've seen no money. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, I have a PayPal account somewhere. I think it sits somewhere. Oh, well, thanks for the money. Enjoy the planks. You know, I was just ready for him to whiz just off. magic money. It was only that he wasn't an asshole about it, that he was like, oh, no, 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 I'm paying you cash, that I actually got the money for it. But... Anybody could be turning up to my house. Yeah, see, see, this is the thing. Is it your place or have you got to do Ronnie C's? It's a collection of the two because we've got so much shit, we can't fit it in one garage. And here's my favourite detail. You don't live in the same suburb as him. No. So the random pickup thing, it's not like you're at home punching out articles, you know, we're having this chat, you're doing work in the city. No. It's, it's, it's like an hour. It's an hour and a half out of oh, my day to oh, go oh. and do a round trip oh. because apparently Ronnie C couldn't possibly lift the door open of the garage. 
Ronnie, we've talked a lot about you behind <laughs> your back, but the joke's starting to wear off. I'm starting to get the shits. I, I, it's getting to that stage where if Ronnie was at that pub in Canberra, I just I wouldn't <laughs> wait till he left. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. You know what is so amusing to me? Mm-hmm. When you hear people... I'm just going to try and answer that question. Oh, please do. Uh, monkeys eating pumpkin <laughs> with sunglasses on. <laughs> That's the poker machine in my brain, people, by the way. That's how it works. Ding, clunk, ding, 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 clunk, ding. clunk. That'll do as a sentence. The thing that amuses me, apart from monkeys eating pumpkin with sunglasses on, is when you are privy to somebody's telephone conversation... And they're lying to the person on the other end. All right. I walked past a guy the other day who was using his feet to get from A to B. And at the same time, talking to somebody on the phone going, I'm stuck in really bad traffic. I won't be able to get there for at least another 45 minutes. And he's just given me a look where he's like, (laughs) (laughs) Well, we all do it. I thought to myself, Kudos to him because I truly reserve those moments for private situations. I'm too embarrassed to do a blatant lie like that anywhere where anybody could be in earshot. But also, it's this thing, can can you lie about traffic? I think you can lie about traffic, but I think you need to, if you're going to make a call, it's important to make sure the ambience is right. We come from a radio background. This is important Mm -hmm. to us, right? If I was going to make a lie about the traffic and call in for work, (laughs) I would get in the car... And drive as I was telling the lie. Because all I could think when I was hearing this guy tell the lie was, your ambience isn't right. Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Let's make this question for Paulie. Oh, thank you. Who is taking a receipt at Woolies or Coles? Oh, correct. And also, why is every shop these days, Bunnings, Woolies, Coles, uh, you know, uh, uh, Shell Select, whatever it happens to be, all future sponsors of the show, of course. Absolutely. Why is every docket that is produced anywhere in Australia a metre long? Yeah. They are getting bigger and bigger. Now, I get it. Originally at shops, it's shopper docket, right? Because, mm-hmm. oh, I can get 50% off Lube Mobile tune, but only on Tuesdays in March, you know, <laughs> yeah. like between 1am and 3 but it's not open. Who cares? Anyway, so I get all of that. I get the discount stuff. But you go now, it doesn't matter where it is, you get firstly, massive bit of white, secondly, line of stars, then whatever the damn company name is, another line of stars, Mm. then the ABN number, then the address where you purchased it, and then more space, and then what you bought, bang, bang, bang. But that all has to go across three lines for some reason. More space, total, and then at the end all this legal disclaimer bullshit. I just bought a packet of Chewy. That's it. And don't forget your fuel docket, which oh. I rip off and then never put in my car. I mean, I don't even know why I bother. It knocks about a $1.20 off. But you saw it. This is the greatest farce in, the, in, the, in retail history mm. is the number of people who lose their shit over the five-cent a litre discount, okay? Oh, yeah. Your car takes, what, 50 litres of petrol. I'm not great at maths, <laughs> but let's all... Work this out together, all right? Five cents a litre of 50. Okay, it's going to be a few bucks. But guess how much you had to spend to trigger that at a place that's marked everything up? The interesting thing about that is also when they say, spend $8 in store and we'll give you an extra four cents off. Here's a tip, morons. You've spent more than you've saved. Absolutely. it's like, And we all fall for it because it's, it's, it's like the fake discount. It's exactly the equivalent of... 
forgive me, ladies, but when a beautiful woman comes home and says, I just had to get these pair of shoes because they were on sale. <laughs> well, guess what? If you didn't buy them, they'd be 100% on sale. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. I just want to delve a bit more into the docket gear because there's a few things that I've just noticed. The first is, and I'm, I'm talking about my fruit and veg shop in particular, they're very, very gung-ho about giving the receipt and very offended if it's not taken. Really? And I think to myself, you've got to been there. We can claim, working in media, you can claim a lot on your tax. Yeah. You know, if you work in picture telly... Picture magazine, people magazine. This is it. Picture premium. A lot of these things can be claimed on tax. The one thing I definitely know, 100% my accountant's going to go, no f- way, is a bunch of kale. <laughs> There's nothing you're selling me that I could possibly require a tax receipt for. So when I say no thank you, and it's gotten to the point where they actually hang on to your bag. So the bag's in the packing spot and they don't take it off the packing thing and put it over so you can walk away until they've printed the receipt and then put the receipt in the bag. But I don't understand is that we all seem to have moved from the idea that you have to ask for a bag because to give them out means more landfill. Is this not a waste of paper? This is an excellent Like, unless point. you turn around and say, yes, I need the... Pa- Why don't we just have the, the opt-in system? How about at the places where I say, oh, could I have a bag? And they say, that'll be 10 cents. I go, okay, well, why don't you not give eight people a receipt Correct, today? correct. <laughs> and you can you could put them all together and turn them into a bag. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to Paul and Rach. You know how there is nothing more annoying than walking behind somebody who is meandering? Oh, the, the wander, the walk over here, walk. How hard is this, people? You walk on the left, I walk on the right going the other way, no one bumps into no one, and because it's Australia, there's no tourist attractions to stop and look at. I feel like I can understand we don't have eyes in the back of our head, but when I'm walking, I feel like I can sense if I'm in the way. Correct. It's called spatial awareness, right? This is it. But there are a lot of people in this world who are so spatially unaware that I swear to God when I'm walking behind them, as soon as you go to right to overtake them, they somehow go right and get it right in front of you and then you go left and it's this dance and you think, are you with me? Yeah, yeah. It is so annoying. But I just lay that as the groundwork for what I have decided is the on-road version of that. Yes. And that is when you are stuck behind the hop-on, hop-off bus. Oh, enough. Oh, I've got to say generally, buses in general. Buses ruin, and it might be specific to Sydney, but they ruin the movement of traffic around Sydney. But the getting from A to B bus is trying to get somewhere. The hop-on, hop-off bus is the bus designed for tourists. Its entire purpose is meandering Correct. on the road. It just moseys on up to certain tourist attractions. Have a look over here. Have a look over here. Let's veer off and see if we can pick up somebody else. I mean, they must be moving at two kilometres an hour, which is good because for those of us who buckle up every time we get in the car, which we all have to do because that's the law, mm-hmm. the thing about the hop-on, hop-off bus, I was behind one today and there's a bloke just walking along the top. Now, you don't have to worry <laughs> if the bus slams on its brakes about going into the windscreen because there ain't a windscreen. You're just going straight off the top of that thing. Hang on, there's somebody standing on the roof of the bus. Because it's an open-top bus. Of course, yes, yes. So they're just wandering around and I thought, hang on a second, yeah. I'm down here in my Toyota Paseo. I mean, if I'm flipping 
out of this sunroof, you know, something's gone wrong. <laughs> There's no eject seat here. But you could honestly just well, fall right off the edge. Yeah, but and guess who gets to go to jail? You. <laughs> exactly. Because you happen to be travelling at three kilometres an hour. I'm over it. I'm over the... Ho- I understand that not everybody wants to walk around the city. I get it. We're in the... You know, the capitalists have come out and said, we need to make some money and we can get people to... Ho-. I get it. It's convenient, but... F- it's annoying. Yeah, but how good are they when you go to London? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Rach, awful thing happened to us over summer we, in our family, which is that my cousin Gavin died in a car accident. Mm. And um, his family, which are just amazing, beautiful wife, little kids, um, the town of Sussex Inlet has come out good, hot and hard. And last weekend they held a fundraiser for the family. Oh, wow. Raised a few grand, which really helps them pay off the this, that and the other. Um, why do I mention all of this? Because human behaviour, even in an occasion like that, sometimes really troubles me, Rach. Now, they had a raffle. The prize was $100 that clearly came out of the proceeds raised by selling the tickets. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were at a charity benefit for a family that had lost someone in such a horrific circumstance. Yes. What would you do with the $100? Probably redonate it. Yeah, you just walk right up to the white bucket and go, you can Thank have you. it back. The person who won the $100 got the $100, looked at the bucket, and then put it back in their pocket and walked off. Well, that's a bold move. Even when you are at something as important as that, the human need to win, oh, to get yeah. one over the system, to yeah. say, you know what, I've lost every time I've come to this club. Every pokey's got me. Mm-hmm. I know other people could do with a hunch, but I'm taking it. I feel like it's one of those things that he would have felt that outside. But then this is the important thing that you as a human being have to understand. Sometimes we need to give ourselves an extra half second. Just that extra second can sometimes make you go... Now nah, put it in the bin. Otherwise, you're outside going, F- on that bloke that just took the $100 out the door. Yeah, my fear though, yeah. they probably didn't even have that realisation. They probably threw it down the pokies about oh two hours later. God. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Now, a little bit of uh, stupid criminal news time. Stupid criminal news time. I reckon if I went back through the annals of Paul and Roach history, I'd probably find a different segment that this would fit in. I really wish that we could get it into stretchy news, oh. which if you didn't hear last week's podcast, get it immediately. <laughs> I might actually do a little edit of that just on its could own and we'll send that out via our social medias because it was really a great segment title. I love stretchy news. That was pretty good. Well, from the mirror in the UK comes a story about a person called the Hamburglar. <laughs> this is somebody who literally stole meat, I should tell you. Okay. How did the police find them, though? Because the genius who decided to steal an awful lot of meat in England decided not to wrap up the meat properly, so guess what there was? A trail of fat. A trail, oh. a snail trail of fat. I um, want to know why he needed this meat. And why... Sadly, the article doesn't cover this. It doesn't? Sadly, there's no backstory. There's just... The, but their emphasis, clearly, because they wanted to get Hamburglar out there. Right. They went, we don't care about the motivation. That's for the miniseries. Okay. We're here just to get the front and centre. Because I feel like this is an important story to get some detail on. Mm. I, I often find it's interesting uh, that people have a tendency to steal things that I just can't imagine why you would imagine they had value. Well, but also where was the urgency that in your life... So, okay, we understand, say, there's a guy, right? Guy starts off, fine life, but he gets himself into a little bit of gambling trouble. Mm. So he has to borrow more and more money. He owes the mob 
you know, he's getting himself in such trouble that eventually one day he goes, what am I going to do here? I've just got to rob a bank. But I don't understand the guy who went, I'm so hungry. <laughs> I am so hungry. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Now, Rach, normally we do Rach Reads a Porno later in the show. We'll do that. We have a brand new, fresh edition that we'll get to in a second. But I am noticing Picture Magazine here in preparation for the segment, uh, which has been randomly left open at Reader's World. Oh, I'm into it. Okay. Now, there's no code words here, just beeping, all right? Okay. There's a photo of a, you know, busty, bigger, sort of clearly English lass. What's she thinking, by the way, according to that little thing? Oh. I'm the very breast. Excellent. Anyway, oh, Angie baby, and this is written by KM in Zetland in New South Wales. I'd just like to say hooray for Oz's own big-titted porn champion, Angela White, after seeing her in issue number 1,394. Goodness gracious, they've pumped out a few. One th- well, and issues. <laughs> 1,394. I'd love to get one of her fake ginnies to f- around with at home oh sweet jesus but better than that i'd like to have a go with the real thing if you're reading this angela i can go all night and i can lift five kilos with my tongue ring love your work babe and keep making us proud i often wonder with guys who say things like this i feel like they think that the only thing standing in between them and somebody they're interested in is just giving that person they're interested in the option. Yeah, correct. It's all- so much more nuanced than that. I mean, I understand this isn't the classiest of birds, yeah. but surely it takes a Nor little bit... Nor is it a real letter. <laughs> That's a good point. Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach, I'd like to do a segment we haven't done for way too long. Oh, my goodness. Paul and Rach's tech time... <gasps> Yes. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi. Hey, I just make sure I put my phone back the way I want it. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. Just checking. All right. Good. That's just for the future. That was, I think, perhaps one of the reasons we stopped doing tech time. Is that every time we did an intro, our our phones would ring like that until we did the podcast again. Well, speaking of right, so Mm. because I, you know, a couple of weeks ago I told you the story about how my phone was destroyed. It fell out the window. I had to go get a new iPhone. Right now. They talk about how amazing the iPhone 6 is versus the iPhone 5, the mm-hmm. iPhone S, the whatever the heck we're up to here. Can I tell you something that is really shit about the new iPhone? Wow. It overheats all the oh, time. Yeah, we've spoken about this, yeah. Like, for some reason, iPhones, the thinner they get, the better they get, the more temperamental they get. Mm. Like, like today, okay, it was ridiculously hot in Sydney, I know it was really hot in Melbourne in the past few days as well. But, because yeah, it's summer, everyone, it's just us being <laughs> national. <laughs> it's been hot everywhere. Anyway, because it's been really hot, okay, I understand, you leave it out in the sun. This has been in the shade all day today, but multiple times, just because it was hot in the air, mm. it just would shut down, and it shuts down for 10 minutes. I don't know how I'm going to link these two stories, but you've just made me think because of the temperature. I went and had some laser done on oh. my legs. Oh, where? And on my legs. Yeah, where? where? <laughs> in, in the suburb I live in. Oh, no. <laughs> Tell, where on the legs? Where, the whole thing. The, the whole thing? The whole thing. How, how, how low on the leg? <laughs> I'm going to bunch you in a minute. And how high? I went afterwards. Because you told me you can't tell where the leg starts and the hip ends. 
to say, just to go, <laughs> I've never had the issue with pubic hair where it goes all the way down your leg. But I know that's an issue for a lot of women. And I just wanted to give a shout out to the women listening who that happens to because it's never happened to me, but my best mm. friend gets a lot and she'll be really chuffed that I've said that mm. uh, on the podcast. But I've always just thought that must be very frustrating. Anyway, I digress. Well, and, and look, big shout out, yeah, so big shout out to all those girls who, when they are naked, look like they're wearing shape. <laughs> exactly. So I went to get the laser done. And then I went to get my na- my toes done. Right? Oh, gee, someone's been taking care of themselves today. <laughs> so I put my feet into the very hot water, and I've just had laser. Now, I don't know if you know much about laser, but it basically fries your, your hair. Make it a little tender, wouldn't Exactly. It? So you've got to stay out of the sun. You're not allowed. So I put my feet in, and, and it essentially heats up a lower layer of your skin. So if you get extra sun on top, that heatiness doesn't go away. It actually burns you from the inside. So I've put my feet in the water and it's really, really ouchy. And I can see that my feet are starting to go really, really red. So I said to the girl, oh, could you, could I take, you know, my feet out? Could we put some cold water in? I explained what I had done. And she had said, oh, do you get laser done? She'd never had it done before. I go to one of those lovely Asian nail salons and she is just the sweetest, loveliest person. Here comes the bar. <laughs> no, there's not actually oh, a bar. She's a really, I just love By it By the way, bit. I listened back to last week. I did that a lot. Here comes the bar. Yeah, sorry. Oh, no, please. You were completely calling it right. No, but I felt like I was just, you know. No, every time I set it up, I am about to punch someone. I didn't mean to pull the curtain back on <laughs> the thinking of Arkle Bar. I think it's pretty obvious. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. So I've said to her, look, I get laser. She said, oh, I've never had laser. What happens? I told her what happened. And then she said, oh, do you get your Brazilian done? And then I just thought, you know the nail salon, nail getting done person? What's the name for that? A nailologist? No, no, no. I'm talking about me. I think the word is customer. I'm really glad I write for a living. That relationship can be quite close. You talk about a lot of things. You're very open. They don't need to know that. I wasn't 100% comfortable. I mean, I I was okay with a yes or no response. But then she started to say, oh, do you get everything off? Oh, oh, how much are we talking? Are we talking a thumb, two fingers, one? And and I just thought, this is is too much for me. And this was, I feel, the relationship turning on its head. Because usually it's the nail salon person, just like the hairdresser that has to put up with whatever the person in the chair is throwing at them Correct. at the breakups, bad sex, bad relationships, whatever it is. And this was, I felt, my little taking one for the team finally announced, and I thought, you know what? I've been keeping my mouth shut, doing your shellac for ages. Now it's time for me to ask you an uncomfortable question. Now, obviously, you and I are a lot closer than any sort of nail person could ever be. True. So, Rach, is it a... <laughs> Not interested. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Shout out to my beautiful wife who will be listening to this while I'm sleeping. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Just kick me down. It's okay. <laughs> now, uh, we've mentioned it a couple of times. Stinker uh, this week in Sydney. Anyway, um, Sean and I, when it comes to you know, practical home maintenance, you know, we're, we're pretty good. We're not amazing. You know, I love my lawn, all the rest of it. But we're fairly bad. You know, the back fence is falling down. You know, a bit of paint needs to be done. But we are exactly what tradespeople would look forward to. The people who leave it too late and buy it exactly the wrong time in the market. Why do I say all this? Because my missus just sent me a text for some ducted air conditioning saying, let's do this now. 
Can you imagine how much it costs oh, to get please. ducted air conditioning in your house in the middle of summer? It's so important <laughs> to think about these things. You need to step back and have a look at a yearly calendar and think, <laughs> what might I need around about March? Like, can you imagine the markup on Bluehaven pools oh. from September? You need to get those things in July. You need to walk into any kind of air conditioning pool shop in a turtleneck sweater, gloves, a scarf and a beanie when nobody is thinking that it's going to get warm ever again. Maybe that's what I could do, though, is I just still go into the office in the middle of summer dressed in all that stuff going, oh, jeez, be chill, guys. <laughs> you, a man of your size in all of that? Yeah, you like would... I'd be beetroot red. <laughs> You'd be, there would be a trail like the guy who stole the ham. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. It's time for a five-star shout-out. Hi. Thanks to anyone who goes on iTunes and gives us a five-star rating because we'll say hi to you. We sure will. And we love it when you write a little message, be as creative as you like because we like to showcase how you is with the words. Hey, and I want to put this out there. We are looking for a new logo. If you're somebody who can draw like cartoons and stuff, yes. do you want to draw a cartoon, just a, just a cartoon of Rach and I, right? So you, headphones on, microphone, hanging out together, nothing too rude, nothing too naughty, and we'll put a logo and stuff underneath it, but why not? Yeah, let's do it. We need a new logo for the podcast. We'd love you to be a part of that. Uh, I've got some interesting five-star shout-outs, but it's mostly the two-star shout-out that is going to be the most interesting one today. Oh! So five-star shout-out, a uh, big shout-out to Hade79, who's titled his Absolute Pisser. These two are hilarious together. I'm smiling from the opening title through to the end. Thank you very much, Hade79. Thanks, mate. Rob203, podcasting gold. If you're not listening to this podcast, you're doing it wrong. Just when you think their newest episode couldn't get better, they come back the following week and smash it again. Oh, How sweet is that? That's awesome. That's lovely. Uh, and finally, Adrian McMu. Uh, there wasn't anything else after that. No Shame is his title. And he says, I generally cry with laughter listening to Paul and Rach on the bus each week. It's somewhat embarrassing. But I have no regrets. God love ya. <laughs> and just quickly to the two star shout out. I was just casually trolling through as I was looking for these five star shout outs, and I've come across a name I recognised. Carl the trumpet player. Oh yes. Now for those of you who were <laughs> nighttime Paul and oh. Rach listeners, Carl the trumpet player was a very young kid who rang us and said he could play the trumpet and he was absolutely atrocious. Yeah. And we got him to play on our show. I'm sure I have inserted it into a podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. I think earlier. It's very early, yeah. Very very early. Now, Carl the trumpet player has always been a delightful fan of the show. However, and his comment is great to see these two legends back again. Love it. But I noticed when I saw, oh, look, it's Carl the trumpet player who has now moved into radio. And he said, you know, that we were a part of that journey God for him. God love him. Well done. I thought, look at that. It's Carlos. And then I see, you little bastard. You've given two us stars. two stars. Well, Carl, we don't want to pretend that our egos are that fragile. <laughs> but come on, mate. Where'd the other three go? <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. That's our little potty. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget, five-star shout-outs, Facebook page, Paul and Rach. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, all the rest of it. You know what to do. But finally, Rach reads a porno. A fresh edition of Picture Magazine is in her hot little hand. And the safe word I'm throwing at you? Yeah. Because he only gave us two stars. Oh. Trumpet. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Carl. No, trumpet. <laughs> trumpet. Now, 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 by the way... Don't think just because you give us one star next week means you're going to get in the potty. It's no. just Carl was there from the very start. Exactly. So we don't want to lose Carl. It's about reaching out 
and making sure the originals are still with us. It's just when it's just that surprising thing when you think somebody's your best mate and then they sort of say something. You go, you're just a little perplexed. Yeah. It's not going to become one star shout out. I'm benefiting the doubt. I reckon he's tried to go for the five, but he's you know slipped it and you know gone early. Dare I say? Either that or he's gone into radio and he's gotten a bit a bit big for his boots. Oh, he's just gone off. <laughs> These, two. <laughs> yeah, but we, but we're really not affected by it. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> You've really stung us, Carlos. Uh, all right, here we go. Today's story is called "What About Me." Having a threesome had always been my dream, but it seemed like it was never going to happen. I never got jumped by two babes at a party. No girlfriend ever brought home one of her girlfriends and led her into the cot. And I was, what was this word? Trumpet. Trumpet. Trumpeted if I was going to pay for it, because that sort of thing costs a packet. Oh, not for the moral reasons. because <laughs> oh, it's weird. It's because it costs yeah, so much. Yeah, okay, great. Well done. So after years of disappointment, I decided I'd make it happen myself. Yeah. Go on there. Go get up. Get in there. Make the you world get in yours. There. That's it. You reach for the stars. By the time I was in my mid-twenties, I had a few trumpet buddies, so I put my feelers out amongst them to see which one might be up for a threebie. Because they weren't actual girlfriends, I figured they wouldn't get insulted. Oh, and oh I but, ev- but they're still human beings. <laughs> exactly. And I eventually worked it out with a couple of them that we'd get together and see how it went. Yeah, of course. I always think that that's a good way to go into any sexual encounter. Let's just see how this goes. Yeah, it's not moving furniture. <laughs> I, always, I really hope that men that have slept with me in the past are going, gee, I'm just going to see how this one goes. <laughs> it all came to pass one Saturday night at my place. I'd got some quality booze in. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. A couple of Bacardi breezes, no doubt. <laughs> some classy takeaway. P.S. The illustration that accompanies it is a Chinese takeout <laughs> box. Oh, that's classy. And even washed machines. Oh, well, what a gentleman. That's my favourite part of this story so far. The girls got into the vibe of it straight away. Yeah, of course they did. I, I really seriously doubt that. Because there's something that, I, I don't know about you, but I reckon two Sheila's that are complete strangers have gone, oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. He had a couple of Bacardi breezes wow. and Chinese takeout and fresh sheets. Let's scissor. <laughs> I li- I'm liking more interpretation in this story time. I think we should make this a regular thing. I think we need to drill down to the nuts and bolts of these things. Let's flesh out the story. Let's flesh it out. They were feeling each other up and pashing as soon as they got a few champagnes down their necks, so I steered them into the bedroom where they continued to get hot and bothered, sprawling on my bed. What a Pied Piper of love this guy is. (laughs) Like, seriously, hello, ladies, here's some drinks. Let's go down to the boudoir. Welcome to the boudoir. At one stage, they were 16... Oh, goodness, I needed to say something over that, didn't I? Trumpeting. (laughs) I think you get the gist. They were trumpeteering? They trumpeteering, and I snuck up behind one and started doing a trumpety. (laughs) (laughs) She seemed to like it all right. She didn't push me off anyway. Oh, this is... uh... (laughs) <laughs> We're getting to that point, aren't we? We're getting to the no means yes territory. We certainly are. I managed to trumpet one while the other one was... Okay. I'm going to dumb this down. I'm going to... You're make... going to dumb it down? <laughs> you're going to dumb it down? I'll give you the tip, doll. You're going to start grunting. I'm going to have it... No, I'm going to make this a bit nicer. But he said, I managed to trumpet one while the other one was having a wee. Oh. I've made put the nice but, spin on that. But she's left the room, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. But the way that he said having a wee was right. just not very Inappropriate. nice. Yeah. So I figured I'd achieved my dream. Oh, well done. Gosh. 
You are a real go-getter. For the rest of the night, I watched them do each other and had a nice trumpet. Oh, <laughs> it, stop it. it wasn't what I was expecting, but it was all right. What? Oh. Absolute shit. <laughs> the director's cut of Rachel's Storytime. Yes. See you next week. Bye. You're listening to Paul and Rach.